Hey guys, Ryan Ament from Chasing Happiness Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day. Today on the podcast, we have Catherine, I'm going to get it wrong, Clematis. You got Close. it. Oh, I got it. All right. Because I was mispronouncing it first, the first time. So guys, Catherine's an artist, designer, and a public speaker. And I think she's got a very unique perspective that she's going to share with us. So Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to You're be here. More than Thank you. Thank you for waiting. I know it was a little bit of a, a wait, but it's great to have you on. Yeah. So before we, we dive into our conversation, can you give the listeners a little bit of uh, background on yourself? Sure. So I am 34 years old. I live right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. I have a genetic bone disease called osteogenesis imperfecta, which basically means that my bones grow abnormally and they break really easily. Just to give you some idea, I had broken 500 bones by the time I was 10. Gosh. So that's, that's a lot. And we stopped counting after that. But yeah, so I grew up a little bit differently than the able-bodied people around me. So I, I did go to mainstream school my entire life. And actually, most of my life, I was the only kid in my school in a wheelchair. And... I got into art at a really early age because it was one of the things that my mom got me into to keep me busy because I was really smart and I was really bored and I was driving my parents crazy. They were constantly trying to give me things that would keep me occupied and she gave me my first watercolor set when I was five. And the rest is kind of history. I went to school for art. I eventually graduated in graphic design from Loyola University. And I run my own art and design business today. That is cool. I'm sorry. I've got a dog barking, but of course, <laughs> of course, he starts barking just as soon as everything happens here. But you've gone through a lot in life. I, I guess the first question I'm going to ask is, how, how do you keep yourself going? How do you stay positive? Hmm. What's, what's your mindset like? A lot of people ask me that. I, first of all, mostly attribute my attitude to my parents because I was never allowed to feel sorry for myself, at least not for very long as a child. And that as I grew up, that stayed the same. I just don't. And I mentioned earlier that I was really bored and I get really bored really easily. And so when you're just, Sitting there in misery, that's really boring. And I don't like being bored. That's the alternative is not great. I try to look at things with a positive mindset most of the time. It doesn't always happen, but most of the time. And yeah, I, yeah, I have a lot of physical pain and I have some challenges I have to deal with, but basically have a pretty decent life. I have good friends, good family. We have multiple pets and who I love. And a good support system. And that's all you can really ask for, right? That is something to, that we all really need to have is that support mechanism. And I would say some of us don't. And I'm not saying for myself, I'm just saying in general. And, and I guess we can go down this rabbit hole. And it made me you know, think of this is how do you create or how do you work within that support system? Or let's say you have, you're somebody that doesn't have a support system. 
how do you make that work and how do you find that tribe of people? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know because I've always had a good support system. My, my parents taught me you get what you give. So we have always been a very relatively generous family. Our friends help us. We help our friends. Same with our family. And we, you get what you give. And I believe in karma. And I think when you put out good, even though you're still going to get some bad because everybody does, right? In an end, mostly you're going to get good, at least hopefully. <laughs> I agree with all that is that you, I love that is what you give is what you get in, in the karma piece. But I guess what I'm trying to help people with, this is ch about chasing happiness and people, part of that happiness is having a support me mechanism. Maybe another question could be asked is, what does your support mechanism in your family or your friends look like that helps you on a daily basis? We don't live near a lot of our families. Yes, our family is supportive and they do come in and help when needed, but we rely a lot on, on our friends. Our fr we have, we joke and we say, we have a lot of unbiological family. Our neighbors, we're very lucky. We moved after we had Hurricane Katrina here and lost our house and a bunch of other stuff, but we moved afterwards into a different area of the city and we luckily moved into a neighborhood where the neighbors are very supportive of one another. And maybe that's the answer. You just, you need to physically be near people who have the same values and mindset you do because most of our neighbors do. I think also I, one of the, one of the speeches I do, one of the motivational speeches I do is called Find Your Something. And it's basically about, it. Be, like what it comes down to is everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a reason to be here. And you just have to figure out what your yours is and then chase it. Like you say, chasing happiness, right? And not only will it, will it positively impact the people around you, but it'll also positively impact you. So like for me, I found that my purpose is creating art. So it makes the people around me happy because they like my art and they like to watch me do my art. But it also makes me happy because it gives me something to do and it's something I feel like I'm good at. And it just, it, when you find something you're good at, it makes you happy to do it, right? Especially when people tell you good, and then they pay you to do it. Then it's really great, you know? Yes. So I think if people do that and they find their purpose, and I mean, it might not be art or music. It might be just giving people advice or, or taking care of someone or teaching or, I, I don't know, rescuing an animal, whatever. But I think finding that helps a lot. My, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. We're going to go down another rabbit hole or a little bit further is I love how you've leaned into it and you found painting and speaking as your wise and your, and what makes you happy. I think people also don't ever sit down and figure out their why. Like we're going in 2024 as we're recording this and people will put out their new year's, you know, resolutions and most of them will be dead before the end of January. Because there's really not anything there to motivate them to keep them going, whether it be family, friends, 
animals. I don't know. I, and only re the only reason why I say that is because every year I do mine, but mine has a why along with a purpose, but I have a little twist to it. It's a motivational thing for me. It's an enemy and the enemy is not a bad thing. It's more of allowing me to fine tune my why. So I am highly motivated throughout the year because every quarter I'm looking at these goals. And this year I'm struggling with my enemy because I've already taken out my doubt, my doubters and what I'm, I'm doing. So now I've got to go a little bit bigger and deeper. And so my question to you is when you have your, why are you going past it and in, in saying there's more there to where it could push you even further? Or are you taking it? I, I, what I'm trying to get at is how do you steer your why in your lane to keep you hyper-focused, but also going at the same time? That's a really good question. It's hard. It's hard because so my why is also my source of income. And so it's complicated, right? Because, okay, so for example, I just had a show in a museum outside of Baton Rouge. Okay. And it's a 35-piece show. Turned out really nice. It, it came together really well. I'm really happy with it. But to do that, and, and lots of people liked it, okay? But to put that show together, I had to paint a lot. And I have also, not only did I have to paint a lot, I had to paint for a show where the paintings aren't for sale. Mm. And I'm taking my time and putting it into the show and hoping that it's going to lead to other shows and other opportunities, which it has. It already has. But in that time period, I'm not making any money. In fact, I'm spending it because I have to pay to frame all these things. Right? It's hard for me to say that I set a goal. Of course, I set goals, but they're always relatively loose and they're always changing. Um, but it's hard for me to say, oh, yeah, I want to do 80 paintings this year and they're all going to look like this. But the thing is that if an opportunity presents itself for me to do something else that pushes those 80 paintings back, that's that is. I don't want to say this. It's either financially ideal or mm -hmm. it's or it's going to get me a lot more connections and it's going to further my business in some other way. I'm going to take it. So it's hard for me. To, it, it, when your why is directly tied into your livelihood, it's more difficult. I, I think that's harder. And like I said, I do have goals for this coming year. They're loose. There are some things I want to do in my business that. They, the way it's functioning, I don't like. So I would like to change some things. And those are smaller goals. Those are not like big overall. If opportunities present themselves, more than likely I'm going to take them and say, that goal can wait a little while. <laughs> Let's pay off some credit card debt instead. I, to I totally get yeah. that. So we, I want to kind of transition into your speaking. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing on with your speaking business. Yeah, so I started, I joined Toastmasters in 2018. I had okay. several people tell me, like, you should be a public speaker. You have such a great story. You have such an interesting perspective. And throughout my entire life, basically. And I had done a little bit of speaking 
before that, but nothing where I was actually really working on it. I just got up there and did it. And I'm sure it wasn't very good. <laughs> but so I joined, I, I had a friend, a friend who talked me into joining Toastmasters. And I did. And I worked on my speaking ability. And I've been going since and won a few contests. And so now I try to keep my speaking engagements into three categories. The first one would be motivational, which is like what we're talking about now. And mm -hmm. the second would be like medical based. So my disease is very, uh, it's pretty rare, especially at my severity. And do many doctors have never even seen it in real life. And certainly not physical therapy students or nursing students or anybody like that. So I do a, a talk that's geared toward that demographic. And then I also do a talk about school inclusion because I, I lived it. I was the kid that was the one that had to be included. And in, in mainstream school or for sure for grade school and high school. And it, that is another major reason I am successful today because I don't know what it's like where you live, but where I live, if you have a disability and they want to put you in a disabled school, it basically means you have a mental disability. It's not a physical, it's not just a physical one. And so for me to be put in one of those schools, I would be bored to death and would never learn anything. And my parents fought for me. This was 30 years ago, right? My parents fought for me to be in a regular school with regular able-bodied kids. And although there were times where certainly I couldn't do all the things my friends did, I learned a lot being around them. And it, it lets me be a socially competent adult and bonus is they learned how to be around somebody who looks different which they don't people who grew up with me do not stare at people in wheelchairs in public they go up to them they say hello they're not uncomfortable about it at all i have a friend who said to us you were just catherine you were with you were just catherine so that's another speaking engagement i, I really like to do and that's usually geared toward teachers or some people in the educational field. Yep. That's cool that you have multiple channels and I guess with Toastmasters, I know a little bit about it. What got you into it to get started? Was it just you said, hey, everyone's telling me I should go try it and you did it? More or less. I got a guilt trip from one of my friends that I should go do it. And, and it, it was literally five minutes from my house. So I really couldn't like make an excuse it was an hour out of my week and it, it wasn't like it was difficult to get there or anything and so i was <laughs> like okay and then i've been there since almost five years yeah so do you get most of your speaking gigs through toastmasters or, no. or how does that actually work no actually i've never gotten a speaking gig through toastmasters no it's good for it to say toastmasters on your resume and it's good for it to say, you know, I won district or whatever contest, but it's not, I know people do get speaking gigs through Toastmasters. I just haven't. So mostly it's word of mouth. Um, I, I also have spoken at a lot of rotaries. So like 
I'll go from Rotary to Rotary kind of thing. Um, any kind of like women's business, with business groups, schools. I've done a good bit of schools. I don't know if you're familiar with the Blue Dog paintings by George Rodriguez. It's a big thing down here. Anyway, his he's passed away, but his wife and I have done some speaking together, which is which was really fun. And I'm trying to think what else. Like I'm speaking to a women's business group next week. Yeah, but it's mostly word of mouth though. Oh, I got an offer to speak at a Goodwill conference in March. So oh wow, it's random. But I am listed on some of the speaking websites. So last. What, what month was it? It was the beginning of this year, I think. I spoke to a traveling nurses conference. Sometimes it's totally random, but it's fun. And I like I like meeting people. I'm a very social person. So do you have a, an agent or you just get listed on speaking websites? Because I've had I a few. I would love to be able to afford an agent. No, I do not have an agent. I would love that. So if anybody's listening and they want to volunteer to be my agent, let me know. <laughs> Because I would love that. No, I've listened on speaking websites. And then honestly, sometimes it's just like cold calling. Like I, I last year I did a like a cold email out to all the rotaries and some of them called me and some of them didn't, you know? Yes. So it's, I'm going to say it, it sounds like it's a pretty tough gig to, to break in. It is. It is. I feel like when I started with the rotaries, I had a pretty good run with them and then the thing with rotary is like they don't have a budget to pay speakers but they let me bring some of my art when they could because a i'd like them to see it because it gives mm -hmm. them some context with what i'm talking about but b they can also buy it which is really <laughs> nice and it does and it makes the one or two hour meeting worth it for me to go to and actually the last one i spoke at i got a show out of so that's going to be happening next year. So I'm very excited about that. Because I've had several, oh man, I've lost track of how many of motivational speakers I've had on here, but all of them, including you have said the same thing. It's hard to break in, but once you get into your mm -hmm. niche and you find it, it, it just starts piling on very quickly. And next thing you know, you're up there making five, 10, $15,000 a gig. And I wish, I hope so. I, I have uh, one of the guys that's been on my show that's a motivational speaker. He, he says he equates it to Hollywood. He's a comedian, but also a motivational speaker from his health. He had a health scare. He had a triple bypass heart oh. attack. Yeah, triple. Yeah. And had to get through that. So he's got a, a play on that. But he said, uh, I went from doing it for free to where I'm, I'm making really good money at it to where I can leave my full-time job and do it. But he says it's taken 10 years to do that. Yeah, and that's the thing. And but it takes time to do anything good. It takes, like, my art. Last year, I don't know what happened, but I got three art show offers. Like, three, like, for real shows. Not just, can you hang a couple <laughs> paintings in my restaurant? We're talking, like, in galleries and museums. And I, that's never happened to me before. And I was like, okay, this is great. I don't know how I'm going to have time to pull all this off. But I'll figure it out. It sure comes along when you least expect it. It does. And that's the other thing. People who, I have a story about, and I don't know how much time we have, but I'll try to keep this short. But I have a story about 
we have a big festival here called Jazz Fest. And it's two over two weekends and it's, they bring all kinds of big names and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I go every year. But Rod Stewart came one year and I didn't know him. Like, I didn't know his music well at the time, but I mean, my parents played it. So I had heard it, right? Everybody knows Maggie May, right? So we went, my friend and I went, it's one of these festivals where if you want a good spot, you've got to camp out all day. So we did. We camped out all day, eight hours, and he came on, and we were singing along with him, and before we knew it, he just took a liking to me, and he asked if we wanted to come backstage after the show, and we did, and I, and it's a long story, but I ended up getting to do some graphic design work for him, where he actually, like over the next few months, he actually paid me to work for him, and it's and I'm still in touch with it. Like I still get to go to a lot of his shows, and I get to go backstage when when we go and all that. And he's one of the nicest people in the world. He's a great guy, but it's one of those right place, right time things. Never in my wildest dreams would I think I could say, "Oh yeah, I work for global superstar rock star Rod Stewart." That doesn't happen, right? But again, it's because. I went out. I didn't stay in my house. I went out and I did something and it just happened. And it, it was a, it was an incredible experience. It was very cool. That sounds cool. And then you had to camp out all that time, but look at camping yeah. out paid off. It did. And it was the second worst sunburn in my entire life, but it was worth it. It was, it sounds like it's worth it. Yeah. As we getting close to wrapping this up and, and landing this episode and my dog is growling again i'm sorry <laughs> one last question on the the speaking and so forth if people are listening and, and want to get into the speaking space what would be three nuggets you'd want to share with them for them to succeed in that endeavor i think joining something like toastmasters is very beneficial because what's great about toastmasters is you okay so when you go to toastmasters you choose a path it's called a path but it's basically like a curriculum and you set your goal with like, why do you want to be a speaker? And so for some people it's because they want to do better in their work environment. For some people it's because they want to speak professionally. For some people it's they, they just want to have better conversations, whatever. Okay. So you pick your goal and you pick your path and then you get this curriculum and it's tasks, right? So each task is a speech and you have to follow this curriculum, but it, and you can break out of it sometimes. It's not like they're super, super strict. But if you follow the curriculum, you really do learn. And you really do learn what your weaknesses are. And you learn what your strengths are and how to play to them. And the really nice thing about Toastmasters, too, is that every time you do a speech, you get evaluated. And it's not, you had 30 ums and that's just terrible. Like, they don't do that. It's, it's constructive criticism. Right. So they tell you what you do well, and then they tell you what you might want to work on. And then they, the end of the evaluation form is to challenge yourself, but you can add blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Toastmasters is, is a great tool. Really just sticking with it. Really just, my aunt and I have developed this concert. I love going to concerts. Okay. That's like my, that's my hobby. If I had to pick a hobby. And I also love being in the front row for concerts. And my aunt and I have been wheedling our way into the front row for a very long time. 
And she taught me at a very young age that all they can say is no. And you're not going to get anywhere if you don't try. And like reaching out to Rotary Clubs, all they can say is no. You might as well try. So it's really just sticking with it and continuing to try. And then the last thing I would say is really think about your life and what makes you different from everybody else and why it's beneficial for somebody to hire you as a speaker. What do you bring to the table that nobody else can? Because that's ultimately what's going to get you further. That's That really is relatable. That third point in life is how do you stand out from the crowd yeah. and what it could also be your why too. I yeah. love it. I love it. Best place if someone wants to reach out to you to connect with you? Is it your website? My website. Media? You can on my website. You can, I don't know if you're going to post, but you can post yep. my website, my email address, Facebook, Instagram. I am technically on TikTok, but I am not very good at it. So probably not the best place to reach out to me. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm getting there. I'm getting there with TikTok. But that's one of those like, goals for 2024 get better at tiktok <laughs> what's your what's your website address it's k-a-k-art-n-o-l-a.com so it's my initials with your k-a-k and then art nola new orleans louisiana.com i will also put in the show notes so it's there awesome i think awesome so thank you very much for coming on love the conversation love what you're doing you, you motivation is something we all struggle with and, and look yeah. at you. you're on you're human like the rest of us but at least you're taking it head on and it's inspirational i really love thank your story you. thank you thank you this was fun i enjoyed this thank you you great yeah. i hope you have a great day happy holidays thank you too